Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So as I have said before and will say again, the books I am reviewing this month in January all fall under the theme of travel. So for the first week in January, I did a review on Agatha Christie's Death on the Nile, which is very obviously connected to the theme of travel. And then we did Fairy Tale by Stephen King, where the character goes on this journey to this other world and really occupies the genre of fantasy. And this week we are switching it up again with a different genre and going the historical fiction route with Pilgrims by Matthew Neal. And as far as I'm aware, Matthew Neal has written several other historical fiction books, but this is his most recent one. And the best way that I can think to describe this is as a modern day Canterbury Tales, because just like the Canterbury Tales, which revolves around a group of pilgrims traveling to a cathedral, the pilgrims in this book are doing the same thing and they're headed to Rome and both have this subtle satiricalness to them and you will learn a lot about the history of the period at the same time because, again, it is historical fiction, so there is the historical half of that. But Matthew Neal also weaves in humor into this as well. And as the novel progresses, we learn more about each of these different characters who all come from wildly different walks of life. You have people who have money, some people who are poor and beggars or peasants. And they are all collectively on this journey or pilgrimage together. And if I didn't say already, I thought it was kind of obvious, they are starting in England on their journey to Rome. And just so we are all on the same page, the exact year that this takes place is 1289. And just since I have the book actually right here with me, I can tell you a little bit more about each of these different travelers. So we have a poor villager who is convinced that his beloved cat is suffering in the fires of purgatory. We have a farmer who fears that he'll go to hell for cheating his neighbors. We also have his social climber wife who wants to show off her pilgrim badges at church. We have a mother who believes her son's illness is punishment for her own adultery, a landlord who is in trouble with the church because he punched an abbot in the nose, and a noblewoman who wants to divorce her brutal husband and marry her new beau. While some are motivated by piety and others by greed, they all seek the same thing, salvation, whether from hell or from each other. So I think that description does a really good job of telling you a little bit more about this really unique cast of characters. I think something that kind of comes to mind for me is Knives Out, which I know might seem like a really weird comparison, but some of you will get it. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. But I think it kind of speaks to just the very caricatureness and quirkiness of these very defined characters. And I think the description also does a really good job of making readers very aware of the humor that is going to be present in the novel as well. And 
just right off the bat, which I think it's probably pretty apparent, I really enjoyed this book. And I think there are several reasons, but I think it ultimately just boils down to it being this very human comedy. And I think it kind of speaks to, obviously it's written in 2022, but I think it still speaks to how people to some extent have always stayed the same. And I think that is obviously an intentional choice that he made in the writing to portray them this way. But I also think that it is true and it is obviously super humorous to read, but I also believe it that, you know, like I said, people haven't really changed that much since the 13th century. Obviously the context has changed in the world around us, but I think ultimately at heart, the same human traits and characteristics in the way that we interact with each other and all of that stuff probably hasn't changed too much. But it also really appealed to the history side of me because I've mentioned it before, but I got my degree in art history, emphasis on the history part. So I am a little bit of a history buff and it does educate you in a way on what 13th century life was like at the time. And I don't know about you guys, but personally, I always really like when any books or even TV shows or any form of media can kind of occupy maybe not occupy, but have both feet in two different genres and it really blends things together. So for example, how succession is like a dramedy, right? Half comedy, sort of dark comedy, maybe black humor, but also half drama, also like White Lotus, for example. So things that can kind of occupy two different spaces at once. So things that can kind of merge two different genres together, or like I said, have both feet in two different genres. And this is a book that also does that. So a little bit historical, but also a little bit humorous and ultimately just a piece on people and community and lives in general. And I think that's kind of something that he does with the dialogue as well and the writing itself, because he doesn't fully modernize it to the point where they're speaking a 2022 modern internet Instagram language, but it's also not true Middle English language, which obviously we wouldn't fully be able to grasp that if it was, but he kind of meets in the middle and yeah, I guess kind of occupies both spaces in terms of dialogue as well. But ultimately the humor is very dry, very witty, and very British. So I do think that the people who are going to enjoy this the most are the people who also really like Neil Gaiman and or Terry Pratchett books. So as you can tell, it's just this really smart medieval journey book, I guess. And I think the central theme that it really speaks to is Kind of like how I said that people, I don't think, have really changed much since, you know, the 12th and 13th century in terms of kind of the way that we tick and the problems that we have and things like that. The context has changed, but I think our behavior and our thinking and the way that we interact with one another hasn't changed too much. And I think the same thing is true in terms of the main thread of the novel or the main point. And I think it just highlights that even in 2023, 
that we're still seeking redemption or ways to solve our problems or learn about ourselves and life and just trying to tackle our troubles in the same way. And while we might not go on pilgrimages anymore, I do think we seek the same end result, right? We seek that same redemption, whatever that means for each person or salvation, I should say. And now that I think of it, I also think that it kind of speaks to not only how we haven't really changed as people and our behavior, but also how the different types of people also hasn't changed. And what I mean by that is in the story, there's a simpleton, there's a religious fanatic, you know, you have all of these different types of characters. And I think that's something that has also persisted throughout time. Again, I know that that's something that Matthew Neal is writing from 2022. So I'm not looking at this as a historical nonfiction book, but I do still think that that is something that is probably true. And personally, I think that's why I really enjoyed reading this book. And I always like when there are stories where you have this really unique cast of characters and you get to learn about each of the individual stories. I know a lot of people said they were all just so unlikable and they're not wrong, but I found the story still really enjoyable in a knives out kind of way. Again, that is a comparison that comes to mind just because that was a cast of unlikable characters, but it was still very witty and very fun at the same time. And the story itself wasn't unenjoyable. So obviously I am going to be rating this very highly. I would probably rate it a four and a half to a five. I actually read this book in 2022, and as I'm recording this, it is January 2023, but obviously I remember enough about it to do a review on it, and I do remember it being as good as it was, but I am having a difficult time between a four and a half and a five, so I don't know, let's just say four and a half. But something else I do want to say before I bring this review to a close is I do want to give Matthew Neal major props for the research that went into this book. Personally, I always think it's really important to highlight it or at least just give them applause when it comes to historical fiction because it's not like it's a nonfiction book where that's expected. Duh, like I'm not going to give too much praise for something that is supposed to be standard. But for something like historical fiction where you are tackling two genres, I guess, at the same time, and you're trying to write an entertaining, somewhat contemporary story in this case, and you're also writing something historical that does need to be factually correct, it can be difficult to do. So I do just want to say major props to Matthew Neal, but again, he has written several other historical fiction books, so he definitely has experience. But if you are interested in reading this book yourself, like I said, I think it's great for readers who like Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman, um, maybe if you liked the movie Knives Out, but if you also have an interest in things that are historical as well, I think this would be good for you. But if this was not your cup of tea, you should definitely stay tuned for next week's episode because I am doing my best, even though I am doing monthly themes to still try and diversify the selections a little bit to kind of appeal to everyone's tastes and interests. So next week's book is very, very different. It is not historical fiction or historical at all. 
If anything, it's actually very sci-fi. So if that sounds interesting to you, you should stay tuned for next week's episode. And in the meantime, you can rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is the biggest way to support me and the show. And if you are looking for more content, you can follow Brutally Honest Books on Instagram and TikTok. And if you are interested in joining our Brutally Honest Book Club, which is a digital book club held over in Slack, you can check out the book club highlight on Instagram, which has all sorts of information on how it works and how to join, but also feel totally free to just send me a DM telling me you want to join or asking any questions that you might have. And in the meantime, I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.